TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And indeed is our weekly visit with uh, former Charger Pro Bowl tackle Marcus McNeil talking National Football League. Marcus, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing good, living the dream. Yes, sir. And you got to be doing better than uh, any of the linemen for the New York Giants football team, Marcus. I, I don't know how many times you cringed last night watching that football game, but as an offensive lineman, a former offensive lineman and a Pro Bowl one at that, to see a team allow 11 sacks in one game. I, I, I don't know. Can you even show up to the meeting room the next day? I mean, that that's that's awful. Oh, man. You you show up to the meeting room, but you got your hoodie on, and you got you got it pulled tight, you know, so you can barely see your nose, and uh, you're looking like an Eskimo or something. Hey, I'm telling you, man, you – you got your head down, guaranteed. That was ugly. I, I was just hurting watching them. But they got guys just carouseling in, and you can't do that with an offensive line. Talk a little bit about that because, you know, it seemed like Dable had really captured all of us last year with the way this team has played. They haven't looked anywhere near uh, what they looked like last season. Is that because of the offensive line? Is that – because, you know, why does it seem like they are take, seemingly taking this? I know it's early, but it seems like they're taking a step back. Well, let, let, let's start here. The offensive line is definitely a problem. But we can't beat up on the big boys too much because where I see the Giants have to have or who they have to have is Saquon Barkley. And I don't, I don't know if it's me or if the backs are taking a strike, and I don't mean that literally, but right. it seems like if you know you have an ankle injury, a little knee or something, I see them going towards the side of, you know, I'm going to sit this game out. And I don't know if that's an effect on how low their market is right now because everybody's just plugging in the new back every time somebody goes down. But that offensive line is definitely to blame. We can't we can't lose the blame off of them. But San Juan is, is really the heart and soul of that offense. How do you guys in the offensive line deal with the, the injuries, the movement, the changes during a game? Uh, I, I know, uh, I, I think it was a Miami game. Armstead went out the other day. They had their backup left guard playing center. How do I mean it, you, you guys on the offensive line always talk about how it takes a long time to come together? Yet teams have to have to adjust on the fly. I'm amazed sometimes that you guys can do as well as they can do. Yeah, to be honest, you, you don't, you don't, you don't really know whether or not if you plug that next guy in, if he's going to be able to block the way that starter is, and that's why you go through count. That's why you know you have the competitions to see who the starter is going to be. So nine times out of ten, unless you have a young guy who hasn't proven himself yet, you usually have a backup that's going to be worse than the starter. So it just is what it is. And sometimes that stage gets so big. I mean, Tony, you've been out there. You know, when the lights turn on, yeah. you know, you're on a Monday night football game. You know it's millions of people watching. you you got to have a certain spirit to go out there and be able to live up to that task. And everybody just doesn't have it. Yeah, no, that's that's a fact. That's why you have first string, second string, third string, because 
Uh, mentally, not everybody can get over that hurdle. Marcus McNeil joins us here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And um, we were here last week having the same conversation. Now, uh, in each of the two weeks, the Chargers have been able to pull it off. But once again, uh, Brandon Staley going for it, fourth and short again, and it backfires for a moment. Again, the defense picks them up. But if 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 those two decisions go wrong, how much of a different conversation is is it that we're having now? I mean, you got to respect a guy who, who they say is always on the hot seat. He <laughs> <laughs> still, still got enough to go for it on fourth down. Like, I mean, this guy is just a gambler. Keep him away from Vegas at all costs yeah. because I don't know if he'll come back. But he's five for eight right now on the season for it. So he's over 50%. The only thing that I can say he could have been looking at was how good his offense was looking early on. Yeah. You know, Herbert's ability to run with his legs. And then, of course, having that defense. Khalil Mack went crazy yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, you know you got that defense. So I think he felt comfortable, but it came back to bite him when they lost uh, on that last fourth down. Marcus McNeil is with us. We're talking our weekly NFL visit here. And, uh, Marcus, uh, I don't know if uh, if you're like us, but watching the San Francisco 49ers play and run the football and protect the quarterback and execute to perfection almost makes me angry. I, they, they are so – they're so good that you wonder why can't other teams be this good? I mean, what is it that the 49ers have that other NFL teams don't have? They look like a machine right now. I, I, I'm sure they're going to stumble somewhere down the road, etc. but the quarterback only has one incomplete pass the entire game. That's because no one ever gets close to him. McCaffrey runs six or seven yards before anybody ever touches him. They have so many weapons also, but it seems to me that, I mean, you watch the offensive line. This seems like they control the game to such an extent that the 49ers just can't be stopped. I mean, they're such a well-rounded team. They're balanced on both sides of the ball from the from the top to the back. I mean, you got great offensive line. You got great defensive line. You got great linebackers. You got good quarterback play. And then you go to the skill positions, and you're not short of names right there. So, you know, whenever you have such a well-rounded team, they, they're going to be good. It's just scary that they're this good early on because usually it takes a moment to look like you're – like in 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 late season form, and they already look like a Super Bowl contending team the first four weeks. Yeah, I don't think there's they've left no doubt about it. They look like the best team in the NFL by. Yeah, I don't think it's really all that close. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Mac Jones because um, mm. it's something that I just it, it it has to be that Bill Belichick feels like he doesn't have a choice, but he benches him in a game. And after the game, he basically said that he will be the starter moving forward. How do you see this playing out? Because it it seems like this is a rare occasion for a coach, especially a coach like Bill Belichick, um, to take a guy out of a game and immediately, I mean, not even the next day, I'm talking right after the game, basically says he's still my starting quarterback moving forward. How how do you see this playing out moving forward? Uh. I don't see Bill rattling the cage too much with Mac Jones. I feel like he he noticed the type of player Mac is, and he's been trying to build up his confidence since the day he stepped in to the locker room. 
So I don't see him just, you know, completely getting them out of there and looking for the next quarterback, especially not during the middle of the season. But to be honest, that Dallas defense is scary, you know. Yeah. So I think it was more like, hey, let me protect what I have right now because I can end up in a worse boat than this if I lose this quarterback. So I think he went ahead and saw the way the game was going and went ahead and pulled the, pulled the plug on him early. Yeah, they, he uh, he uh, he had a pick six, he had a fumble six, he had some other interceptions. It was a a long day for Mac Jones. Uh, Marcus, I touched on the Miami game, but I want to talk about it from the Buffalo angle. It's funny because a week ago, of course, Miami was the unstoppable team because they scored seventy points. This week, Buffalo looked like the unstoppable team, put up forty eight and uh, blew out the Dolphins. Um, is this the year for Buffalo? Do they? Does it look like they have enough running game to help Josh Allen and and get it done come December? Because I mean they've been kind of the it team for a while now, and they've come up short. Uh definitely. I definitely think it's a good year for them, especially with Cincinnati struggling out the gate. Uh, that was one of the teams they would have to compete with. You always got KC and AFC, who's going to be a tough team, but they're right there in that top two or three spot for me every year for the last two or three years. Now, whether or not they'll be able to get over the hump is going to be based off of Josh Allen 100%. You know, we know the type of game we're going to get from Stephon Diggs. We just have to see if we're going to get the Josh Allen from three, four years ago where he couldn't complete those third-down catches or if we're going to get the Josh Allen we've been seeing over the last couple of years where he's making those big plays for you. But, man, was it easy to jump on that gravy train yeah, for the was. Miami Dolphins. And, <laughs> and feel like they the new team, man. But the Bills showed up and, and let them know, you know, we've been here for a while and we're ready for this. Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt about it. I mean, it was it was like low hanging fruit. We all we all grabbed. <laughs> oh it. yeah, Miami's never going to be stopped again. And I was like, come on. <laughs> uh, we you mentioned you mentioned the Cowboys, Marcus, uh, and Jerry Jones did something that I, I can't remember him doing. He pulled a actually he pulled a page out of Bill Belichick's book where he is basically saying the road to the Super Bowl goes through the 49ers. Now. Although I think all three of us agree at this point that that's true, this seems like a, a move uh, of Jerry maybe trying to motivate his team a little bit. Yeah, motivate his team, put a target on the 49ers back. Like, I mean, whatever you need to do, he, he's trying to make decisions that's going to help his team out. Yeah. You know, but to be honest, between the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Eagles, we're talking about the two, uh, two and three most well-rounded teams out there. So, I mean, no doubt in my mind, does somebody have to see San Fran this year? He's not lying. That's a fact. Like, we just talked about it. Like, they are the team. Now, I think that they need that type of motivation because we've all seen a lackluster Cowboys team come in and then not be able to get over that hump. So, I think he's starting off early trying to get them motivated to, to live up to the hype of what they're doing this year. Yeah, Dallas will play San Francisco this Sunday, so uh, Jerry Jones will get a look at the road that he needs to get through <laughs> right off the bat. Marcus McNeil, as always, brilliant talking NFL football with you. Uh, we'll look forward to next week. We'll touch on some more of these teams around the NFL and uh, see what crazy th- – well, I guess Brandon Staley can't make any dumb decisions this weekend. He's He's got to buy. So <laughs> we'll have to pick on somebody else. But, uh, Marcus, it's always fun. We love talking football with you and look forward to it again next time. All right, guys. I'll holler.